I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the block, Andrew Jump. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. He's got the ball. Jared Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We've got our last set of positions to go through, which is the critical fullback position. Now, the game has changed in 2020 to suit these guys more, the high-ceiling players. They are more important than ever in Supercoach, especially in your draft comps. These guys, I believe you can't win a comp without one of these guys. I ended up in the grand final last year of my 14-man comp. My best player was Payne Haas. I also had Harry Grant. I had a couple of guys that were kind of ceiling players, but I didn't have a Ponga, a Nathan Cleary, a James Tedesco. The guy I was versing, he had Nathan Cleary, and it was massive for him. Yeah, Nathan Cleary, I think he had Chanel Harris-DeVita, another guy who you wouldn't consider to be a ceiling player, but he went out and scored 100 and something, so so these ceiling players, the game is more suited to them. So for me, fullback has become a much more critical position along with the halves. So if you can get your hands, there's a few guys here that I think if you have these guys, your chances of winning your draft comp, they skyrocket through the roof. I'll kick off with the very first one, James Tedesco, of course. 844-3 grand in Supercoach Classic. Incredibly expensive, but... He averaged 95 last year, so it is quite fitting. Simply unbelievable the amount of money James Tedesco costs, but, geez, it's hard to go without him. Personally, I don't think I'll start with him in 2020. I haven't had a look at the Roosters' draw in 2021. Sorry, I haven't had a look at the Roosters' draw yet, but there are going to be a couple of changes there. There's the potential Boyd Cordner might not be there. You don't. The Roosters, they, too, they, they do tend to start a little bit slow, although they will have an entire preseason this year. They won't be going to England for a World Club Challenge. There's, um, you know, it'll be it'll be a little bit less disrupted for them, but there's going to be a new halfback. There might not be a Boyd Cordner. There's a lot going on. So for me, I'm going to leave Tedesco out of the start of my classic team. I think I probably will go with Tom Travojevic, who's a lot cheaper. I'll talk about him in a moment. Um, Tedesco, though, he should still be the number one overall pick in draft comps. 
For me, I'm interested to see who the halfback will be. I think he still stays number one, but depending who they, if they don't buy someone, it could knock Teddy down a little bit. But the other thing you got to remember with Tedesco is that he gets his best mate back, Victor Radley, and he runs his very best shape around Victor Radley. So that's a massive in for Teddy. It boosts him up, even if there isn't a halfback there that I believe he'll gel well with. He's still got Kiri, he's still got Radley. He is still a base stat monster. He still gets points for when he sneezes. You know the routine with James Tedesco. So. I still think you're crazy if you don't take him number one overall. Number two on the list, Kalen Ponga at 708 grand. Played 18 games last year. Averaged just a tick under 80 points a game. Simply incredible. Now, Ponga, we're starting to see the gap close between his good games and his quiet games. I wouldn't say bad games. His good games and his quiet games. Hopefully, that'll... That, that, that gap will close even more in 2021. I think it will be. Now, Ponga is playing behind a really good pack here. He's got Piercy, who's another year year older, and he's got just electrifying talents all through the middle third. You know, you've got your Kurt Mann, your Connor Watson, Braley returns. So I'm really high on Ponga's stocks this year. I think that as much as I wouldn't go him over Tedesco, I think that he's got the potential to catch up to Tedesco this year. I think he's going to have a big season, KP. He's a guy I really like. Depending on Newcastle's draw to kick off the season, he's someone that I would seriously consider starting within the fullback jersey. AJ Brimson only played nine games in 2020, uh, finished with an average of 73.6 at the back end of the season. He was simply unbelievable. He was just incredible. Now, obviously, he's fullback as well. I think last was last year he might have been dual position. So all of these top guys are just fullback. So it makes it really difficult. You obviously can't get more than one or two of these guys in your classic teams. In your draft teams, you only need one of them. You're probably only going to get one of them realistically, the way the draft system works. Um, AJ Brimson, he's a guy that I, I think I'd probably go Pappenhausen, Ponga over him, to be honest with you. But I know a lot of people have AJ's stocks really high. I want to see him get through a whole season uninjured first. He is coming off an injury once again in origin too. So... Um, there is a bit of cloud surrounding AJ Brimson. I'd probably go with the next guy before him is Ryan Pappenhausen out of the Melbourne Storm. I think that with Harry Grant, the running nine he is, I think you're going to see even better footy out of their spine being Ryan Pappenhausen, Jerome Hughes, Cameron Munster. They're all ball runners before they're ball players. And I think Harry Grant's going to really suit them. And I think they're going to be lethal through the middle third. And that's where Ryan Pappenhausen, he just owns the centre third. Yeah, he owns all that real estate through there. So really excited for Pappy. I think he's going to have a big season. I think, you know, there's so many fullbacks here, but I think he's right up there with the very best of them. I think he could quite possibly, quite easily, sorry, finish in the top 10 Supercoach players next year. Next up, you got Clint Gutherson, 617 grand. Finished last last season with a 69.7 average. The thing about uh, Gutho is that he's just everywhere. He is effort built on effort built on energy, and he is just everywhere, Gutho. He's a guy that I... I wouldn't like him to be my main man. I don't trust him as much as I trust these other guys. But, I mean, the amount of effort he puts in, he is just alive on every play in Parramatta. They've got the side that can score points. And if there's a half break, you know Gutho's going to be there every single time. Really talented footballer. Good value there. I think he potentially could go up. I, I, I don't trust him overly, but... Mate, the way if Parramatta really do click, it could be absolutely anything. Dylan Edwards, the next man, Mr. Underrated in this fullback bunch. Uh, just fullback, 68.7 average, 608K last season. One that really flew under the radar. He's a really solid footballer, Dylan Edwards. I think one that he won't be spoken as much about these uh, as much as these other guys because he doesn't have that real elite all-star talent about him. But, mate, he gets the jobs done to finish with a 68-point average when... 
I'm sorry, was he in the top five players in his team last year? I mean, just incredible from Dylan Edwards. He really flies under the radar. If you think Penrith are going to hit the ground running again, I think he's a really good little pot option at fullback. But, geez, it's hard to leave out some of these other guys. Zach Lomax is a guy I've already spoken about. Center wing slash fullback. He's the first dual position guy on this list, 605K. Um, I mean, I don't trust the Dragons that they're going to score points, but this kid, he seems to be able to overcome that obstacle time and time again. Uh, the next man on our list, pretty handy fellow, might have heard of him, Tom Travojevic. He's under 600K, 593,000. He played seven games last year with a 67-point average. Take out the injuries, I think that goes up to, you know, an 80-point average or something. He's an absolute all-star, and if you think he's going to get through this season uninjured, you need to be taking him pick one, two, or three. If you're confident he gets through this entire season, or he just plays 75% of this season, he's a guy you need to have in your team because he probably will win you a comp. He's an absolute superstar. He just needs to stay fit. Every year in a draft comp, someone has to gamble on this guy. And if he's not fit, they normally don't make the top eight. If he is fit, they'll tend to go on and win a premiership. It's a big gamble, but... Jeez, I absolutely love taking. I hope I get the opportunity sometime soon. Uh, he's obviously at 593k, which is massive unders for Tom Trojevic. If he looks fit, if he is, if he gets through the trials, okay, I think he's close to a must-have. Like he, he's he, he's almost a mid-range cheapy there with the money he's going to make. He'll probably make it 200k there within a, within a couple of months, realistically. Love Tom Trojevic, and he's a keeper anyway. Really good value. Uh, Matt Dufty's the next guy out of the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Finished last year with a 65-point average. Another guy that you're relying on attacking stats for him to score well. Uh, personally, I don't like relying on guys anyway for attacking stats, but this guy... In the St. George Leroy Dragon system, it's a big worry for me. He's a guy I won't go near. I'll let someone else take Matt Dufty. Next one's Corey Allen, center wing fullback. We spoke about him yesterday, or this morning, sorry. Um, I don't see him playing a role in this South Sydney team. I think he will miss the starting 17. I think Latrell will be fullback, so it kind of makes him a little bit irrelevant for me. Latrell's the next one. This year, he's lost center wing. He is just solely fullback. Uh, he's 524K. An average of 59.2. Played 14 games. Look, he looked really good at the back end of the season. The only thing that worries me with Latrell, I mean, there was that one game where he scored two tries. He scored, you know, 100-odd points in Supercoach, and he ran for 70-odd metres. And look, that's the reality of Latrell Mitchell. He can still score well, but he is going to need tries. He's going to need attacking plays, or you're going to be very upset with him. He's in a good side, though, that does score a lot of points. There's a bit of risk to Latrell, but the reward is very high. Personally... He's a guy that I won't be going for. I will let someone else dive on Latrell. I want to see him have a season that we remember first for South Sydney where he looks fit, he looks firing, he looks a bit like GI. That's essentially what I want to see before I'm willing to invest heavily into Latrell Mitchell for my draft team. For Classic, I think that's reasonably good value for him. I think he'd be a good little pod here and there to have in your... Sorry, you can't have him in center wing. He's only in fullback. So, actually, for, for, for Classic, as only a fullback, I think there are better options there, to be honest with you. The next man is Roger Tuovasa-Shek, heavily discounted, 58.7 average from 18 games, 520k. The reality is that in Todd Payton's system last year, I don't think he was used overly well. I, I And I, I'm not sure if that's because of the system, if that's the new Roger, I'm not sure, but... I'd be willing to bet that you won't keep this guy down for long. He's too much of an all-star talent. He's got too much ability to be sitting around under the 60 mark for an average. So I'm tipping he does bounce back a little bit. Um, 520K is pretty good value for Roger Tuovar's checking your classic sides. He's still a guy in a draft comp I'd be willing to build around, but it is a punt because of what we saw last year. 
Uh, I'm going to say Roger, he averages over 60 points next year. I'm going to say averages around 65. I think he's going to have a really good season. Val Holmes is the next man. Dual position guy. We've spoken about him. Just depends where he plays, essentially, and how Toddy Payton uses him. As we just spoke about Roger, I mean, he was the fullback in that Warriors team last year. They only just made the eight. They were playing pretty good footy in their fullback. He was below his scores that he has been previously. Maybe it's a sign for Val if he's playing fullback. Sorry, um, Alex Johnson, center wing fullback. We've spoken about him. He's going to need tries. Hiku, another guy. I think I underrate Hiku, but he is going to need to score points in that system. Drinkwater, Adam Dwayne. We've spoken about him. Here's a new one, Chance Nickel Clockstead, 482k. I wouldn't be going this guy in um, in classic. He doesn't have the ceiling that these other guys have at fullback, so it's a bit of a wasted space for me. In draft. There's going to be in the first few rounds a big rush of fullbacks in your comp. Chance Nickel Clockstead, he will, if your guys know what they're doing, he will not be in this giant rush of fullbacks. So I would wait for him a little bit longer. You can get him later. And look, occasionally you might get a 60 or a 70, but you very rarely will get under 40 from Chance Nickel Clockstead. He's pretty solid like that, but you won't have that huge ceiling, guys. So if you're going to go for Chance, you need to make sure that you've got a 7, a 6, or a Harry Grant or a Damien Cook or someone that can really explode elsewhere. Uh, the next man on our list we haven't spoken about is Will Kennedy for the Cronulla Sharks. Obviously, Matty Moylan will probably play six. It looks like Sean Johnson Sean Johnson is out for the start, so Moylan will probably play six. So it means that Will Kennedy might get some time at fullback. Um, there's probably not much money here to be made, 403K. He does rely on attacking stats. I think there are much better options than Will Kennedy out there, and realistically, he's on borrowed time. Uh, the next man that we haven't spoken about, all these guys are dual position. I mean, we've got Will Hopawade, Dugan, Nico Hines, Cody Ramsey, DWZ, Jermaine Asako, The Hammer, Charlie Staines, Caleb Aikens. Yeah, a lot of these guys we've spoken about. Matty Moylan's the one that I really like here. Tex Hoy, Jordan Kahu. There's a lot of guys in this um, in this bracket that we are dual position that we've already spoken about them, and I think there's a lot of good options here. Um, a couple of young guys that I like to look of. There's one in particular, and I'm not sure where he will play for the New Zealand Warriors. I'm not sure if he'll get a start, but if he does get an extended chance in this team, there's a fullback there named Rocco Berry, who I've got... I hold him very highly. I think he's going to be a real star once he gets a start. He's one to keep an eye on. Another one out of South Sydney is CJ Mundine, um, a young fellow who's come through their system. I really like the look of him as well. Wayne Bennett, of course, he doesn't tend to blood too many youngsters, but this is one guy to keep an eye on, CJ Mundine. I'm not sure if he'll get a gig or not. Uh, Joseph Sawali, center wing fullback. We've already spoken about him. Uh, there's also Gebe. Uh, Gebe, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Uh, the um, the PNG fellow that was playing for South Sydney last preseason, he had a lot of raps on him. He's gone to the Tigers. They are looking for a fullback, so... This guy, he could append, uh, uh, he could potentially burst onto the scene at some point. Personally, I don't think he's as good as what people were saying last year and when they were sending me his highlights and telling me he was going to be a star and he was going to be the fullback and all this dribble. I personally don't think he will get a start at the Tigers, but they are a team that needs a fullback, so it's worth keeping an eye on. Uh, another one out of the Canberra Raiders is Adam Cook. He played one game last year, scored five points or something, so he's... Uh, he's not at basement prices at 186k, I think it is. Um, if he happens to get a start in this team somewhere, if Chancellor Clockstead goes down injured and he comes in for a little bit, obviously he'll be a cheapie in classic. That'll be worth getting. But 
Mate, the, the real story here with fullbacks is the guys at the top end. It's your Tedesco's, it's your Pongers, it's your Pappenhausen's, it's your Tom Travojevic's. Uh, then you've got to decide your Latrell Mitchell's, your Roger Tuovasa Sheks, your Valentine Holmes. There's a couple of really safe options at the top. Then there's a couple of punts that you can take in, like an AJ Brimson, a Tom Travojevic, a Latrell Mitchell. A couple of guys that have injuries, a couple of guys that haven't performed as well consistently over the last few years. But if they do, they could win you a comp in a heartbeat. Guys like Roger Tulvasashek as well. I mean, there is just so much ability here in the fullback range that it's really hard to go past them. I mean, the, the, the big question is, Tom Trevojevic, where does he go in your draft league? I mean, if he... If he plays all, if he plays twenty games, I mean, all of a sudden he's a first, he, he's the number one pick. Yeah, you could take him over t- over Tedesco, and I could understand that argument. But if he plays and if he plays ten games or less, if he plays fifteen games or less, you're in serious trouble. And if he's not playing for Supercoach Finals, I'm sorry, but you're probably done and dusted. You're going to have to have one hell of a team to overcome not having Tom Trevojevic in deep leagues. He's the biggest gamble in the game, and. You know, personally, I love reading into these articles about him and Matt Moylan that they're doing this in the offseason. They're stretching this. They're running with this guy. They're jumping over this. They're doing all these things. And, geez, I hope it works out for both of them because they're going to be two absolute stars. He's another one in this fullback category. Don't sleep on him, Matty Moylan. I didn't mention him here because I mentioned him in the 5'8 category. But he's one that, if he just stays fit, which I know it's a big if, he will skyrocket up this fullback list. And he has the potential to be a top five, top seven fullback in the game. Fullback, it is massive. Supercoach, like the NRL right now, it's pointed towards allowing your fullbacks to play footy. It's it's pointed towards entertainment, and these guys are entertainment machines. The way that Supercoach is scored, it is, it is lined up perfectly to allow these guys to go big. They are your ceiling players. You need at least one of these superstar fullbacks, or you need to find yourself a Nathan Cleary, a Cameron Munster, a Cody Walker, one of the other guys who has the potential to go 110 points plus each and every week that he steps on the field. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 